We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 18th, 2012. Next article is entitled, More of Tom Horn's Promotion of the Roman Catholic Church, Petrus Romanus, Romanus Part 12. Uh, now, this is directly from his website. I'm just basically a copy and paste. It shows a um, picture of the Pope here from the London Telegraph. And uh, it says, the Pope will die within a year, Vatican assassination fears unveiled. So that's the picture associated with it. And the article from Tom Horn's website at Raiders News Network says, of course, we could cite, once again, a plethora of Catholic, of church fathers. They don't even say Catholic. They say church fathers. Meaning, they're church fathers. They're, 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 our church fathers, they're the Catholic church fathers. They're all the same. They don't. He doesn't differentiate between any of that. Because Tom Horn wants you to think they're all the same. So again, starting out. Of course we could cite once again a plethora of church fathers, Marian apparitions, and Catholic seers down through the time that had forecast these events as a pregame for the arrival of Petrus Romanus, meaning the final pope, the final pope who ultimately will be, I believe they're saying, the Antichrist, or I mean the false prophet. So, notice right from the first sentence who Tom Horn, Raiders News Network, gives credence to, as though it's valid. We could cite the plethora of church fathers, Catholic church fathers, Marian apparitions. Marian apparitions? You mean when that fallen angel, or whatever it is, demon, devil from the pit of hell, manifests in all of these Marian apparitions that take place all over the earth and all these Catholics flock to, and then the Marian apparition always says something contrary to the word of God and says that I am the co-redemptrix, you need to get saved through me and my son, Jesus Christ. It says all of this unbiblical garbage that has that been documented over and over. See Messages from Heaven. It's, it's a show called Messages from Heaven on the internet. Go up to YouTube, key in Messages from Heaven Catholic. It's a whole show devoted to documenting what the Marian apparitions are saying and how it's total blasphemy and against the word of God. But no, no, Tom Horn uses that as one of his criteria of validity. So, of course, we could cite, once again, a plethora of church fathers, Marian apparitions, and Catholic seers. What, like a seer? Like like the um, prognosticators? Like the, the ones in the Bible where they're essentially... Um, clairvoyance and I don't mean biblical I'm not saying God can't give a prophet a vision I'm talking about the Catholic seers the ones that were demon possessed to the toenails served the Catholic death cult and supposedly got visions and most of them were Jesuits of all things the, the ones that you should be of all sects of Catholicism the most uh, leery, skeptical of of them all. The most wicked sect of, of Catholicism is the Jesuits. And those are the main ones he's in reference to here. I've read enough of his stories, I've read enough of, of his news reports online to understand that he is only using 
Jesuit seers and prognosticators and whatever you want to call them, clairvoyance or, or uh, you know, it's witchcraft. How can you serve Satan, be in a death cult, and be getting accurate words from God? How is that possible? I just don't... Sorry, that one just doesn't really compute to me. A corrupt fountain cannot yield both fresh and salt water. It's only going to yield corrupt. A corrupt tree is only going to bring forth corrupt fruit. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, verse 3. If your foundation's been corrupted, how are you going to hear from God accurately? If you're in a false religion, serving this satanic death cult, how is that possible? Oh, it can be done, Brother Scott. It can be done. God can use these things for His glory. Yeah, that's why the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. Because He wants to really confuse us really bad. By saying, you know what, these Jesuit guys, even though I know they're from the pit of hell, I'm, I, as God, I'm going to throw you the most unbelievable curveball that you could possibly ever imagine, and I'm going to use them for my glory. I'm going to use these high-level occultists and these devils from the pit of hell for my glory, and I'm going to give you truth through them. That really makes a lot of biblical sense to me. I don't know about you, you guys, I mean, you know, makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I'm sure we can never get any kind of mixed signals from that type of things. Nah. No. I just need to lighten up. That's my whole problem. I am a fuddy-duddy. I need to lighten up. I need to stop pointing out the obvious. I need to get a grip, get a life, and get on the bandwagon, evidently. I need to get on this Catholic bandwagon because everybody's jumping on. It's the thing to do. I mean, people are flocking to this stuff. And you got people like Tom Horn greasing the skits for this stuff. I talk in this way to make it so painfully and unbelievably obvious to you of what's going on here. I don't want this to be foggy in your mind or to be, well, what about... No, I want it to be so flagrantly obvious that, that you have to either choose to reject what I'm saying or, or see the obvious. I don't, I don't, it's not about what I'm saying. It's about what's obviously being done here in a not-so-subtle way. So he uses as his criteria in the first sentence of the arrival of the, um, the predicted arrival of this Petrus Romanus, the last pope, most likely, I believe, the false prophet of Revelation, which there's a very good chance that will be the case. So please understand, it's not like there's nothing that might not come, I mean, it very well may come to pass that the false prophet is the, the next pope. That's true, I've even said that. The problem is, is when you're pointing people to the Catholic Church to verify that that's the fact, you're basically saying invalidating the Catholic death cult. But these are the purists. These are the ones pre-Vatican II. This is when the Catholic religion was pure. Oh, really? Like they haven't already always had a, a pedophile priesthood and the Pope says that he's infallible and all the millions of martyrs they killed and all of the disgusting 
disgusting, horrific practices like indulgences where you could go out and pay if you wanted to rape a little girl. Well, here, I'll pay you 50 whatever dollars and I can go out and rape her and you're absolved of your sin before you even commit it. Yeah, those kind of things. That, that garbage has been going on almost since its inception. But no, 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 we need to ignore all that as though that none of that exists. We'll just ignore all the, the 50 million martyrs that were killed by them. Oh, come on. It's just been since Vatican II, because of these terrible Masonic infiltrators, that the, ca- the pure Catholic faith has been defiled. And Tom Horn's here to lead you to that conclusion and let you know for sure that's what's going on. It's just that. It's just the Masonic infiltrators. Other than that, they were right down the line. They were good guys all the way. We want to get on this bandwagon. And we need to band together with these church Catholic Church Fathers, and the people that follow these Marian apparitions, and the Catholic seers from down through the ages, and get on the same page with them, because that's where we're going to find truth. We're going to get yoked up with them, get all warm and fuzzy, and go right into that one world religion under Antichrist. That's the only agenda I can see, of all this having. Why would you want to confuse people with this garbage? Look, I mean, the first line. Let me read this in context. Of, oh, and again, of course we could cite, once again, a plethora of church fathers, Marian apparitions, and Catholic seers down through time that have forecast these events as a pregame for the arrival of Petrus Romanus. So now you've just validated all of these disgusting, false things as valid, as truth, and then the next sentence, even St. Francis of Assisi's one of the most venerated religious figures in history, Catholic history, gathered his devotees shortly before his death and prophesied that, quote, at the time of this tribulation, a man not caniacally elected will be raised to the pontificate, who by his cunning will endeavor to draw many into air and death, as though they weren't already in air and death. Some preachers will keep silence about the truth, and others will trample it underfoot and deny it. But for in, those, for in those days, Jesus Christ will send them not a true pastor, but a destroyer. It's almost like he's blaming Jesus Christ. This is St. Francis of Assisi, who Tom Horn refers to, you know, this Catholic devil, who Tom Horn refers to, in the second line of this paragraph, as one of the most venerated religious figures in history. Now, you think a born-again Bible-believing Christian reading just what I've read, no, they wouldn't get confused if they thought the Catholic Church was was of the devil. No. No. Uh Uh-uh. No, that's the source of truth that we need to look to. Is what That's what I'm seeing loud and clear. They're the ones that have the truth. We don't really have it. See, us Protestants, we're, we're just, we're just, the wayward children of the, of the Catholic whore. And we need to come back to the mother and get the real truth. It's where the real religion is. That's what I see. As we are now preparing, now this is back to the article, as we are now preparing to send our investigation, uh, entitled Petrus Romanus, the final Pope is here, another book he's trying to sell, to the printer, the Vatican enters the golden anniversary of Vatican II. Remember what I said about Vatican II? So this is the, this is, again, Tom Horn. The Vatican enters the golden anniversary of Vatican II. A perfect time 
Illuminati would say to install Petrus Romanus to, the, to exact their revenge. See, the Illuminati, which isn't yoked up with the pure Catholic Church at all, they've never had anything to do with this false religion. They want to exact revenge on the true good Catholics, the, Catholic, the part of the Catholic Church that hasn't been defiled, because they just want revenge through their terrible Masonic infiltrators. You see how obvious and flagrant this is? What they're doing? And the unpleasant reality is that a conflict over who will become Petrus Romanus at this moment, boiling beneath the surface at Rome, largely unknown to the public, but nevertheless foresaw by the Catholic mystics, such as, and then they end there, so they'll get you baited in to clicking on the link. So again, it's the Catholic mystics, this has all been foresaw by. What does that, again, what does that say? Well, the Catholic mystics had the truth. The Catholic Church Fathers had the truth. The Marian apparitions, that, those are truth. How dare this guy point people to these heretical sources for truth and validation? I guess he doesn't care at all. I mean, it looks to me like he's just wanting to see as many people in hell as he possibly can get there. That's the only thing I can really think. Why would you do, why would you write in such a way as this? And it's over and over and over again, every single week, the same garbage up on their websites. Totally preoccupied. Okay, one time they'll come out, they'll be talking about transhumanism. Fine. He's probably the best on the internet regarding transhumanism. But then the other two or three times, total, total 100% preoccupation with the Catholic Church and their ancient mystics and their ancient seers and the ancient church fathers and the, and the Marian apparitions and the Jesuits who have predicted all of these things. Why? To give validation to it, to ultimately point people to the Catholic Church and for so people will see that, oh, there's a good part of the Catholic Church. It's just been infiltrated. That's exactly why. Um... I give you my teachings I've done on, uh, he's selling the Apocrypha on his website too, another money-making venture. I did a whole teaching on that entitled The Catholic Doctrine Promoting the Apocrypha Exposed, Raiders News Network and Tom Horn. It's a three-part teaching. Then I also give you the links to, entitled Tom Horn, Raiders News Network, Gary Stearman, I mentioned that earlier, David Flynn, Sir Isaac Newton, Warnings and Concerns. Three-part teaching there, I guess. So there's six parts where I've already covered a lot of this stuff, but it's, you know, every week I got new stuff to report on with this. Okay, so continuing on here, a uh, letter that I got from a listener, um, Junior, from Canada. And he said, Scott, check out this audio link interview. And it's a interview with uh, Tom Horn, Chris Putnam, who is the co-author with Tom Horn in this newest Petrus Romanus book that he's promoting, and uh, Steve Quayle. And so he gives me the link to the audio. <clears throat> he says, you weren't kidding how flagrant they're getting now, and now new guys are jumping on the bandwagon of this Catholic so-called prophecy. Again, it's the prophecies of these, mostly these ancient, or uh, these uh, long-gone Jesuits that they're relying on to prove their theory. Which again, just points you right to the Catholic Church to get truth. It goes on to say, check this out, who's on the show. Chris Putnam, who is apparently has linked up with Tom Horn, and Steve Quayle, all, all on the Omega Man radio. Brother, you weren't kidding about how these wolves in sheep clothing are coming out of the woodwork. And of course, during the show, they glorify Chuck Missler as well. Now, well, Chuck Missler's totally yoked up with 
Tom Horn. They're doing that Branson Prophecy Contest they, or con- Conference. They've got a thing they're doing in Lakeland. Uh, they're, I mean, they're, they might as well be joined at the hip. Anyway, another then the second email I got from him says, uh, from Junior, during the show, the show that, I give you the link here, you can listen to it for yourself. Uh, and I can't, it's funny, I can't find that link to the Sean Tom Horn site or on Steve Quayle's site anymore. Maybe they're up there, but I sh- they're sure not apparent. I don't know whether, because of what they said, they figured, now nah, we really don't want to have this up me right front and center on our website. We're going to take too much heat. I don't know. But it says, during the show, by the way, the link isn't fully showing, apparently. They got a guy from Germany questioning them via email, basically saying, why are they giving so much support and credence to the Catholic whore? And then the guy from Germany says, what's next? We will be looking to, will, will we be looking to Nostradamus? And after the German guy says this, Steve Quayle and Tom Horn pull out some of the best cover-up of what they're doing. Honestly, there were parts listening to this, I wanted God to smite them right there on how enraged I was. And when they stick up indirectly for the Holy Fatima prophecy, and then you've got Steve Quayle saying how much he admires Catholics, are you kidding me? Does he admire the pedophilia too? How about all that... Uh, blood drinking, sodomy, burning babies in ovens with, from pregnant nuns who had sex with priests. Yeah, true. Um, man, has this gotten my firewood ablaze. I cannot believe the utter brazenness to try to mix Bible doctrine with Catholic prophecy and say it's legitimate. Tom Horn even tried to use examples of pagans given prophecy in the Bible, like Nebuchadnezzar, to support the Fatima garbage. First, I thought to myself, the first thing I thought to myself was, the Bible is all we need. It's all in there. The book is complete. So that was his assessment. Now, my response. The guy from Germany is actually my listener. Uh, Chris from ha- Hamburg, which is where they invented Hamburger. Just kidding. Sorry. sorry. Uh, Hamburg, Germany. Uh, I said to him, yes, that's my listener from Germany. He told me about it, but I didn't realize his questioning was going on during the show. Uh, reading your email got me fired up. Quayle actually said he admired Catholics. I just reiterated how much of the same sentiment you described below in the teaching I just posted. I would like to read your email below, uh, keeping you anonymous on a future teaching I, I, um, and after I can hear this blasphemous interview. So I went and I listened to the interview. And just for some highlights. Now this isn't a complete listing because I didn't have time to go every over everything with a fine-tooth comb. But, because it's a very long interview. So this is mostly what took place really mostly in the first hour. Um, at 1757, and you can click on the link to hear it for yourself. Steve Quayle refers to the Catholic believers. Catholic believers, quote. As though, I mean I got this strong impression as though that was basically equivalent with Christian believers. At the 3228 mark in the video, or in the audio, Steve Quayle highlights how important he feels it is for Protestants to know the third secret of Fatima. Now, um, well here, and this, this segues into this. At about 41 minutes, Tom Horn says God sometimes uses things like these Catholic prophecies, which this interview and Tom Horn's whole ministry seems to be dedicated to at this point. But God sometimes uses these 
um, prophecies like these Catholic prophecies to propagate truth. And many cites how supposedly accurate some of these prophecies have been as further proof. But see, that doesn't matter, and we're going to see why that doesn't matter in a second. At that point, all three, both Tom Horn, Steve Quayle, and Chris Putnam, in the interview, go into their own respective long tangents, lamenting that very same point, how God can use things like Catholic prophecies for, for, to propagate truth and evidently for his glory. And they go on their, their own respective long tangents, lamenting that point and saying how it appears that these Catholic prophecies appear to be used by God to propagate truth. Hmm. Um... Yeah, it was pretty hard for me to listen to this interview and not come unglued. Uh, it was uh, some very clever wordsmithing in order to justify their positions. Uh, it was just really, I don't know. It, it, it's unbelievable how flagrant things are getting with this the promotion of the Catholic Church. I, I just I just shake my head. Ministries I used to refer to are just to the point where I just wish they would just come out and say they're Catholic. Which kind of in a way, I'm not saying they've done, but they're basically saying that there are born-again, what they would refer to as born-again Catholics, or real Christians, just like there are, born-again Christians of the non-Catholic denominations. And this is the theme I keep seeing over and over and over again. Deuteronomy 13, 1-3 says, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams... Now, this is what these, these Jesuits, these Catholic seers of old, okay, the most untrustworthy, evil sect of the Catholic religion, these Jesuit prognosticators, okay, who would call themselves prophets, if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and give it thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, let us serve them, thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet. Now, if a Jesuit telling me What's going to happen in the future? Isn't that? I don't know what is. Because the Catholic religion, and particularly the Jesuits, will always, always direct you to another Jesus. And another God. A works-based Catholic religion where you earn your way into hell. I mean, sorry, they would say heaven. But even then you've got to go do your time in purgatory. Until enough people pray out of purgatory with the masses where they pay off the priests. I'm not making this stuff up. They do masses for dead people after they're dead. Pray them out of purgatory. I guess it's kind of like your get out of jail free card. Once enough people, you know, have masses prayed for you. And you've done your, you, you've paid your, uh, whatever you couldn't atone for in, in this life, sin-wise. Whatever your own works and whatever um, you, you couldn't attain well, then you finally get out after you've been in purgatory long enough. It's, it's a total abomination. Those doctrines come out of the Apocrypha, which is what Tom Horn's selling on his site, and I got into that recently. 
So this is this saying, and the sign or wonder come to pass. So to me, it's absolutely irrelevant if all of the prophecies are accurate, even though they're not. Deuteronomy 18, which is five chapters ahead of this, says that in order for you to know it's of God, the other criteria is, is that if the prophet says it, it's got to come to pass. Read Deuteronomy 18 toward the end. So, it coming to pass is one criteria, but the other criteria is this. If the sign or wonder come to pass, whereof he spake, saying, let us go after other gods which thou hast not known and serve them. That's what the Catholic religion does. That's what Jesuits do. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet. So that's what we're not supposed to be doing. We're not, oh, Father Malachi Martin, Father, totally unbiblical term. The Bible says, call no man Father, but your Father in Heaven. Totally blasphemous term. And, and, and again, Tom Horns always referred to people as, you know, the, the Holy, the Holy See of the Vatican Rome and all this crap. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. I mean, it's garbage. He's always referring to things like that. Never does he speak of the Catholic religion in any kind of derogatory terms. The golden age of the Vatican, the much-renowned St. Francis of Assisi, and all, I mean, it's these accolades and heaping upon these devils, these devils. These are, are men that are rotting in hell right now, burning in hell, and are destined for the lake of fire, and we're giving them all this wonderful accolades, and, oh, they were wonderful, and they predicted this accurately, and it is totally disgusting what they're doing. If people follow them in what they're saying and the logical conclusion, they could come to no other conclusion but to think that the Catholic religion is legitimate. And therefore, the religious system which it's based upon, which is works-based, must also be legitimate. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or the dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So, again, this is a test from God. If the sign comes to pass, I don't care if they're 100% accurate. You could go to a, a woman scrying a crystal ball, or a palm reader, or a tea tree leader, a tea leaf reader, whatever. And they can get it right 100% of the time, which rarely, 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 I don't know if it's ever happened, ever, from the occult world. But if they say, let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them, thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet. We're not supposed to hearken unto Father Malachi Martin, or Father this or that, and all these Jesuit devils that are burning in hell, and would love to see you there with them. Most likely, I don't know how they feel now, they're in hell. Maybe they wouldn't, I don't know. But it's too late for them. We're not supposed to follow the words of those supposed prophets or dreamer of dreams. Why? Because the Lord your God proveth you. This is a test. We're in a very time of great testing. If it were possible, they, these deceivers, these false prophets, shall deceive the very elect. So the Lord God's proving you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul.
Here's a comment I made after this. By hearkening and repetitively pointing their listeners to these Catholic prophecies, you give credence and validity to this pedophilic, blasphemous, idolatrous, salvation by works, death cult that has horrifically slaughtered millions upon millions of true Christian martyrs in the Inquisitions alone. Why, Tom Horn, Steve Quayle, Chris Putnam, Robert Schuller, Paul Crouch, Benny Hinn, I could go on and on and on. Why are not you bringing these issues up? That I just mentioned. Why aren't you bringing these issues up? Why aren't you bringing the Inquisitions up? Why aren't you bringing the pedophile priesthood up? Salvation by works. The idolatry. The blasphemy. All of the evil things they're doing. Oh, no, no, we we, we don't want to do that. That would cause division. You want to be divided in, in... Truth will divide you. Truth will separate you from people that want to stay in error. That is what happens. That's where we want to be. We're not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. A Catholic is an unbeliever in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've heard them say, oh, well, no, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and yet they stay in the Catholic Church. Uh, yes, I still pray to Mary. I, I, I read this thread the other day. I'm a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, yet I'm still in the Catholic Church. And yes, I still pray to Mary, but I only do so because, and then it starts into all the, the excuses. Who are you trusting in? You cannot have it both ways. You can't do it. You cannot bow the knee to Baal, which is staying in the Catholic Church, and bowing the knee to God. I don't see how there's room in the Bible for a born-again Catholic believer. I can understand somebody gets born again, has a crisis of faith, and then maybe takes time to come out of her. Wherefore, come out of her, my people, and be ye not partakers of her plagues? Where God said that in the Word of God in Revelation? Why aren't these so-called men of God bringing these issues up? It's like they're straining at a knot and swallowing a camel, as the Bible talks about. Why are they not warning their listeners about this soul-damning cult? Why aren't they doing that? I don't get that. Shouldn't that be the overriding thing? This death cult's taking millions and millions of people to hell, slaughtered millions and millions of born-again Christians and other people. And yet, no, no, we just, we've, we've swept all that aside. We'll just stick to the things we can agree upon and come together in unity. Well, I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it doesn't look good on their end. When I see no repentance and I, I see defense of their position, I see no real chastening of God on them for doing this. Makes me very concerned, you know, for these ministers. What their real agenda is. How can I not think that? There is zero, zero condemnation of the Roman Catholic Church from any of them in any interview I have ever heard at all. No condemnation. None.
They should be warning people about the, the deception of these Catholic prophecies, not pointing people to them and other articles that flagrantly promote the Catholic Church. Now, I'm going to play this clip here um, from 104.50 to 105.39, not quite a minute. Now, when Steve Quell starts talking here, this is in response to my listener, Chris, from Hamburg, Germany. Steve Quayle says how there are Christians that need to grow up and how he admires Catholics for their stance on abortion. And that there are some true Christians that are Catholic just like there are Protestants. Oh, really? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, they're in the Catholic Church, but they're true Christians. They're true born-again, Bible-believing, spirit-filled Christians just like there are Protestants like that. And then there's some Catholics, you'll hear him say, that aren't true Christians, just like there's some Protestants that aren't. Sounds real good, you know, what he's saying. Uh, from a, I don't know, I guess from the, from his standpoint. <laughs> but, you know, that's not going to throw any confusion in anyone's mind, that there's true born-again Bible-believing Catholics. No, it's, it's not going to. It's not going to throw any confusion into their mind. They're all doing this, though. So many of these ministries have all now, I don't, it's like they've all jumped on this bandwagon. Don't judge, don't judge. We're supposed to judge righteous judgment. He who is spiritual judgeth all things, Jesus said. Or his word says. But not hypocritical judgment. When I have a beam in my own eye and I'm judging the speck in my brothers. That's when you judge not lest ye be judged. But because the church hasn't judged, it's let all form of leaven, bad doctrine, heresy, and apostasy enter in. The 501c3 status alone. I don't know what kind of devils and demons that let in. The false Bible versions. And it's led to this. Where we can point to the Catholic Church and say, well, there's, there's, we, can, we can glean much from them. Much. And there are true, real, good Catholics that are born again and, and they're on their way to heaven. Just like there's two Protestants. And, and that there's so many good Catholic seers of times past. And the Marian apparitions and the, and the, and the Catholic Church fathers of old that we need to look to for wisdom. The emerging church is full of this. The contemplative movement. All of these old Catholic mystics and monks that do all of these horrific meditative practices that is being incorporated into the New Age and into the emerging church, they're, they're on the same bandwagon, going down the same road, all bringing you to the same place. All roads lead to Rome. So I'm going to go ahead and play this now, and you can judge for yourself. And um, it's from 104.50. Okay, the audio quality on this isn't like the greatest, but um, I'm going to go ahead and roll this. It's about as good as I can do um, regarding the uh, audio audio quality. This is Steve Quayle talking. We're in a, can I say something? And this is my, don't get mad at Tom or Chris for this, but some of you have to, oh, I can't say it that way. You have to grow up, (laughs) you have to mature, and you have to quit looking. You take this stuff to the Lord Jesus. Okay, Steve, we got to grow up. And, and this is in direct response to my listener, Chris, from Hamburg. 
who's been my listener for a long time. So, Chris, me, you, and all the other listeners, all my listeners now, we need to grow up, is what we need to do. And we need to take this to the Lord in prayer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But the thing is, is that it's so flagrant, it's so obvious what they're doing. Their agenda and the history of the Catholic Church is so in your face, so obvious, I don't need to take that to the Lord in prayer. I know what they're doing. I know what their agenda is. It's very obvious. What is not so obvious is what your agenda is, or what Tom Horns, although it seems to be coming more obvious by the day, evidently. Because you're getting more flagrant in your promotion, and you're making people like me, or my listeners, or other people like that, that would come against anything you would ever say as the bad guy. It's like the pot calling the kettle black is what we're dealing with here. You try the spirits. And, and look, it's just like people... Try the spirits? Try the spirits. You're right, Steve. we got to try the spirits. And the spirit of the Catholic Church and of their popes and of their pedophile priesthood is total, pure rottenness. The spirits of the Jesuit movement are some of the probably the most high-level fallen angels that Satan has ever spawned. So, try the spirits. Give me a break. We'll say, uh, you know, somebody called my store today and said, oh, you must be Catholic. No, I admire the Catholics because they stand up against abortion, against the things right. that I'm against. And, and it's like this. Are all- okay, so Tom Horn agreed with that, if you heard him chime in there. He admires the Catholics because they stand against abortion. Do you, do you understand? This is the big thing that we're seeing here. Let's not focus on what divides us with the Catholics. Let's focus on what unites us with the Catholics so we can all get on the same page, just like the voice of the martyrs. Well, let's not focus on if they're Catholic or if they're Anglican or if they're Coptic Christians or if they're real Christians. Let's focus on the fact that they're all being persecuted. So we need to help and help our heretical, apostate, wayward brothers, essentially, brothers and sisters, and, and help rebuild their churches and do this. We need to focus on what unites us, not on what divides Where does it say that in the Bible? Jesus Christ said, think not, I came on earth to bring peace but a sword. And they that will be um, of his own house will be of his foes. They will be your enemies. Mother against daughter, father against son. So how much more so in, a, in, in, in an apostate church setting? So, I'm not going to get on the Catholic bandwagon. yes. I agree with their stance on abortion. That doesn't mean I'm going to go out, link up, lockstep with them, arm in arm, and march together with Catholics. That's what they want you to do. That's exactly what they want you to do. They want us to get us all. And you're going to see this thing I say about Glenn Beck. It's the same exact deal. He's trying to get the Tea Party yoked up with the Catholic Church and all of the denominations, Mormon, Jehovah Witness, anybody that would have anything to do with the name of Jesus Christ. He wants them all to get together on the same disgusting, rotten bandwagon. And this is exactly what we're seeing here now. Christians who who, who call themselves Christians, uh uh-uh, Jesus put that into perspective. Are all Catholics Christians? No. Are all evangelical Christians? No. There are Christians. There are believers. Let me change the word. There are believers in Jesus and all the denominations. There are followers of Jesus. But the point is, is... Oh, so there's followers of Jesus and believers of Jesus in all denominations now. So there's born-agains, 
There's born-again Orthodox Church. There's born-again Coptic Christians. There's born-again Anglican. Where do we carry that to? Unitarianism? Because they talk about Jesus. I mean, that's the most watered-down of the bunch. Do we carry that into Mormonism? And Jehovah Witness? Who are just outright flagrant cults? Where does it end? There's very few churches you could go into in, in a Protestant setting like a Lutheran which is just a, like a Catholic knockoff anymore, or even Methodist, there's very few churches you're going to walk into and actually hear a real salvation message in. Very few. But there's evidently born-again, Bible-believing Christians in all denominations, including Catholicism. So there's born-again Catholics, and there's born-again um, Born again, regular Christians, evidently in Steve's mind, and and I do not agree with that. I, I don't see any Bible for that. I see come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So that was the clip there. Uh, interestingly, the day after his interview, this interview you heard with Steve Quayle on Steve Quayle's on site, I, I read a article and I copied and pasted it here for you. One day, and he even admits it, one day after Tom Horn tells Steve Quayle on Omega Man Radio that the Vatican is being ruled by the Omerta Code of Silence, whistleblower in the Holy See claims the same. So he's using that word Holy See, which I feel as a born-again Bible-believing Christian is like a slap in the face of Jesus Christ. There's nothing holy about the Catholic Church. The only, the Holy One of God, the Holy One Jesus Christ, Holy Father God, the Holy Spirit, Holy Angels. Nothing about that abomination known as the Catholic death cult is holy. But he has this on there. And then, again, what, what is the not so subtle thing here? Let me read this to you. This is, okay, I'm reading this. Okay. Tom Horn tells Steve Quayle, Omega Man Radio, that the Vatican is being ruled by the Emerita Code of Silence. Oh, wow, big whoopee. Oh, now my life is complete. Now I finally got this inside information that I could only get from the Vatican. The whistleblower on the Holy See. The mole claims to be one of 20 or more people within the Holy See, and there he uses it again, to have leaked sensitive documents to the Italian media in the last few weeks. In an affair that has been compared to WikiLeaks scandal and dubbed BattyLeaks, the unidentified man who said he had worked in the Vatican for more than 20 years made the claims in an interview to be aired on Italian television on Wednesday night. His face was hidden and his voice digitally distorted when he appeared on TV channel LA7. And again, it gives you this, this feeling of, oh, intrigue, wow, i got to explore this. And Steve Quayle's putting a stamp of approval. Tom Horn's putting a stamp of approval. Omega Man Radio's putting a stamp of approval. Chris Putnam's putting a stamp of approval. Wow, we really need to know this inside information to really know what's going to happen. And you read all this stuff, and you read these links, particularly on Tom Horn's site, and if it's not flagrant promotion of the Catholic Church, I really don't know what is. I mean, I would think that a Catholic, if he were to read that Petrus Romanus Part 12 thing that I read you, I mean, if that wouldn't make him feel all warm and fuzzy inside and validated as a Catholic, what if, what about all the Catholics that are looking to this, and maybe they've been having doubts about the Catholic Church, about, you know, this is, this doesn't seem to line up with the Bible. And then you have to start to see all these Protestants in mass saying, oh no, brother, you're right on, you stay in that. 
you're with the mother church. You're good. And then he, he starts to think, well, I guess I, I'm doing pretty good. He's, he's on his way to, the, to hell in the lake of fire. I mean, this is a, this is, these are things of an eternal consequence. I mean, mega eternal. Then, here's the next article that I saw on his site. Uh, I don't know, two, three, four days after that first article. Right off Steve Coyle's website, I'm reading it to you, right off the website. Priest warns Obama, better knock the Catholic Church out now, you've awakened the giant. Father John Holowell's truly amazing monologue needs to be spread far and wide. Now, this isn't one of the news headlines he has on his site, because he's got like little one-liners. These were one of the top three, four things he devotes a paragraph to on his website where they can say a little bit more personally about how they feel about a specific thing. This is from his website. Father, again, Bible says call no man father, but your father in heaven. Father John Holowell's truly amazing, that's how Steve Quayle and his website feels about it, truly amazing monologue needs to be spread far and wide. So, this Catholic monologue, according to Steve Quayle, which is truly amazing, and it has to be spread far and wide, even though it's coming from a heretical death cult, it's a wake-up call. And one of the most encouraging statements I've heard in a long time. It's a divine battle cry. Are you kidding me? I'm, listen, I'm not making any of this up. I'm letting Steve Quayle speak for himself. I'm letting him say his own deal. This is straight off his website. You heard that part of the interview. I cited the things that he said in different parts of the interview. And I didn't even go through it with a fine-tooth comb. I'm sure there was much more said I could report on. And then it goes by saying the talk heats up after two minutes, where after minute two, where he notes in the talk addressed to Planned Parenthood. Remember, Steve Quayle admires the, uh, the Catholic Church for one because of their stance on abortion. Okay, so that's common ground, so we need to get yoked up with them, I guess, evidently. So, it heats up with two minutes where he addresses his talk to Planned Parenthood, President Cecil Richards, that we have no doubt that in the future Planned Parenthood will be seen as slave traders, the Nazis, the communists, and all those groups that seek to oppress people, end of quote. Now, the thing is, um, I don't have a problem with his statement, obviously, this Catholic statement, but I'm sure not going to point people to the Catholic Church because of one thing I share common ground with them. When their death cult is taking people to hell by most likely the thousands every single day. Satan's good at what he does. He's not just going to be, you know, come out with two horns, a pitchfork, dressed up in a red bodysuit and a pointy tail. And, and, and have nothing in common with what a born-again Bible-believing Christian will have. No. He has all kind of different flavors of cults out there. My comment. Amazing. As we just heard, Steve admires the Catholic Church for their stance against abortion, and then he follows it up with this flagrant praise for the Catholic Church's most recent stance against Obama and Planned Parenthood. Which, think about it. As we as Christians, we, we are obviously against the wicked practices of Obama, and we are obviously against the wicked practices of Planned Parenthood. What people like Quayle, Tom Horn, 
and all of these others are doing, Schuler, Crouch, they're trying to get us on that common ground so we can all unite together as one big happy apostate family and fight this evil in front of us. But when you unite with them, you are going to be brought under bondage eventually. Of whom a man has overcome, the same he has brought into bondage. You can't lay down with pigs and not get dirty. You can't lay down with dogs and not get fleas. That's what you're doing. You're being unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and then God will receive us. So, again, reading in the last sentence, he follows it up with flagrant praise for Catholic Church, most recent stance against Obama and Planned Parenthood. That according to Steve's website, and according to evidently words he wrote, or some one of his staff, that this message by this Catholic father, John Hollowell, needs to be spread far and wide, and it's a divine battle cry? Divine? Meaning holy, just, righteous, pure? Yes, the cause may be right, but the mouthpiece for it, being the Catholic Church, is way, way, way not something I want to be associated with. Nothing I'm going to spread. And I'm not going to say anything coming from the Catholic Church is divine. It's some battle cry I need to get behind. I go on to say, I'm sure no one reading this would get mixed signals about what it means to be a born-again Christian and a Catholic, because they're all evidently, can, be, can mean the same thing. According to Steve, you heard him say it. No condemnation in this death cult, just praise. No condemnation. I haven't heard any condemnation. Nothing. From any of these guys. So, (laughs) you know, as they continue to get more flagrant, I have to just keep exposing them. I don't really have a choice. I'm supposed to mark them as a watchman. I'm supposed to warn the city if I see the sword coming. And to me, if you're a follower of Tom Horn or or a lot of these guys that I've mentioned, Schuler or whoever, and they're ultimately pointing you back to Rome, that is like a sword. They're trying to get you to, you know, go headlong into the sword. I'm supposed to warn you, according to Ezekiel 3 and 33. If I don't warn you, your blood will be on my hands. Here's another article, or another email I received about this. See, a lot of times when God wants me to do a study on something, he'll give me a lot of very cross-confirming information in a very short time period. And that's how I know a lot of times what I need to focus on for the week. And in this case, I just got one thing after another after another. Some of it I already had kind of locked and loaded in the hopper. But a lot of this came like in a very short period of time. And I'm like, well, this is what I need to focus on. Some of these things, like I had a guy say, I want, please do a teaching on John Crowder. John Crowder is probably one of the most evil, satanic, blasphemous, I don't even know what to call him, I've ever seen. I can't watch his videos. He's the guy that I talked about before. He, he, he goes around and he says he's token the Holy Ghost. And he acts like he's, he's like sucking in like a joint, like a marijuana cigarette and he's toking the Holy Ghost and they pass around these imaginary cigarettes or maybe they have a pipe and they act like they're 
and then he he goes around at, dressed up like a monk, like a Catholic monk. Monk. He's he's this is charismania times one hundred. Okay, this is the ultimate end of where if you let charismania just go nuts and out of control and insane, John Crowder's the logical conclusion to that. And he goes around, he literally has Catholic, they have these rave parties, and they go around, they're token the Holy Ghost, and they're playing all this blasphemous music, and they go around, he's dressed up like a monk. I'm not lying, I mean, this guy's really doing this, and calling it Christian, calling it cutting-edge Christianity. Goes into these stupid tongues that, I mean, just one syllable over, 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 over again. Just acts like a total moron in idiot on stage. I have never seen anybody act more irreverent in my life. Makes all these incredibly blasphemous videos on YouTube. Goes around with Catholic holy water and pours it into shot glasses and gives it to people during these rave parties and calls it Godka. Like vodka? It's Godka. And these people are drinking this holy water and supposedly token the Holy Ghost like they were saying. I don't even like to say that term but that's what they, they refer to it as. It's blasphemous. And they are all acting drunk and high. Which, from a demonic standpoint, I'm sure something really, really nasty is happening, which probably could alter your perception. Because there's, there's, I mean, people in mass acting like they're totally high, totally stoned. And this is what they do. But the thing is, is that's so flagrant that, I mean, anybody with the discernment of a dung beetle could know that's wrong. This stuff that I'm getting into, to me, is more threatening because these people have more followers and it's somewhat more subtle. It's getting more flagrant, but it's somewhat more subtle because they've eased into this for years. It's been a long process for them to actually get to this. And the thing is, is unless I see them repent and recant, I'm not going to apologize I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just pointing out the obvious. I'm pointing out the flagrantly obvious. Do you know how long I've held back on coming out with stuff about Missler or Tom Horn or saying anything against Steve Quayle? I'm talking years. I have given them grace and not said anything and shut my mouth because it wasn't real super obvious. I wanted to not jump to conclusions for years. This isn't something that all of a sudden I've got some axe to grind and I want to throw somebody's name or reputation in the dirt. They've given me no choice. I don't want to do this. I never wanted to do this to begin with. I've been for years being patient with this and really waiting for the green light from God when it became either Either I saw them repent, or it became so overwhelmingly obvious to me that there's some really bad agenda afoot, where I've had no choice now that I've had to come out and do this. And I don't want to really do it, but I have to. I don't have any choice. Here's another one from Jimmy. Hello, Scott. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Tom Horn was also interviewed recently by Derek and Shannon Gilbert of Peering Into the Darkness, PID Radio. On his upcoming book, this Petrus Romanus, I mean, this guy is a, so much about the money. I mean, you go up on his site, it's like a three-ring circus. Click here for the newest special of the week. And there's balloons and all kind of crazy stuff a lot of times up there. 
and these big gigantic videos promoting his new book or this or that or promoting the sale of the Apocrypha. It all seems to be Catholic oriented now. Everything on his website seems to have some kind of Catholic slant that he's selling. You know, the love of money is the root of all evil. Anyway, they specifically asked him about his views on the doctrine of the Catholic Church. Shannon Derek, Derek Gilbert. He doesn't say anything to dispel what you've been reporting on him in previous teachings. You've got to hear them for yourself. If you haven't already, here's the link. You can fast forward it to about the 5245 mark for the applicable comments. I give you the link to that. Now, for I, I did listen to it, but again, it was kind of playing in the background as I was doing work. And what I heard a lot of, from this, particularly from this Derek Gilbert guy, is a validation, again, of all of these Catholic Jesuit supposed prophets of times past, of this intense biblical interest and study in their prophets. No condemnation of the Catholic Church. No, no. We need to look to them for the truth is what I'm hearing loud and clear. And yes, the Catholic Church has been infiltrated since Vatican II by these terrible Masonic infiltrators, but we need to bring it back to the purity of pre-Vatican II, essentially. That's the, that's the message I'm getting, loud and clear. Short of them coming out and saying that, I mean, they've pretty much said it in their, their own writings, particularly Tom Horn. So, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, are all these ministries going to be doing this? Are all of these supposed cutting-edge alternative ministries going to go this route? It seems like they're all yoking up together. And the ones that have been yoked up with them aren't really saying anything, even if they know it's wrong, because they've already been yoked up with them and they don't want to go against the grain. They don't want to maybe speak against something that, you know, whatever. See, once you get yoked up with the ministry, then you kind of feel, oh, I don't want to say anything bad. Even though what they're saying is really a red flag. Well, they're going to have to make a choice at some point. You better get off now. The longer you stay on, the harder, the harder it's going to be to get off. And you don't have me to answer to. You have God, like we all do. Here's another uh, email from Jimmy. He said, thank you very much. I'd sent him some stuff. I sent him the interview that I just talked about with uh, Tom Horn, Chris Putnam, and Steve Quayle. He says, why in the world would a Protestant need to understand the third secret of Fatima? <laughs> exactly. Yes, none of them condemn the Catholics. And since you mentioned the Jesuits, I will say that the way Tom Horn does answer the question on the PID radio interview sounds very Jesuitical to me, meaning Jesuit-like. He doesn't agree, he doesn't address the main issues, and I'm sorry to say Derek and Sharon Gilbert fell for it. Uh, to me, from me listening to that, it sounds like they're totally on board. They're, they, I mean, particularly Derek, he sounded like, man, he's been studying this, and wow, it's great, and he's, I mean, man, it, it, it sounded like they were all in lockstep to me. And I agree with you that it's possible that they could be closet Jesuits since that has been their goal since their inception, meaning the Jesuits, to undo the Protestant Reformation and bring the entire Christian world under the authority of the Pope and they'll attempt to accomplish this by any means necessary, including lying, deception, infiltration, etc., as you mentioned when you gave the Jesuit oath of initiation. You better believe it. Go back and read that Jesuit Oath of Initiation or look it up online. 
That's got to be the most blasphemous thing I've ever read. They can use any manner of deception. They can even speak against the Catholic Church in order to ultimately bring, just to destroy and undo the Protestant Reformation and bring all people that would identify themselves as Christians in any way, shape, or form, whatever your denomination, back under the mother whore Roman Church. That's the goal of the Jesuits. One of them, at least, the main one. And it's funny because all these people I keep reporting on, seem to, that seems to be exactly what they're doing. They would never admit to that, but it seems to be that's what they're all doing. So, I don't know what else to think. This next article, Fatima, I just thought this was interesting. Did you know Fatima, who lived from 605 to 632 AD, was the youngest daughter of Muhammad and his first wife, Kadia? Fatima was actually the youngest daughter of Muhammad. Like the third secret of Fatima. You know, this big thing that we need to know about. She was Muhammad's favorite daughter. Fatima, or the great, or is known as the Greater Mary, is known as the Mary of Islam. By many as the equivalent to the Mary of Bethlehem because of her moral purity and her position as the Virgin of Islam. Isn't it funny how all these cults have their own knockoffs of one of their same goddesses that they end up worshiping? Isis, Samaramis, you know, Ishtar. Now Fatima in the, in the Islamic religion, the Mary of the Catholic religion. Man, isn't that funny? She is seen by some as the mystical light of Muhammad, as seen in the name Fatima al-Zahira, or Daughter of Light. Interestingly, the Catholics venerate a Fatima occurrence as well. The name of the town Fatima, formerly a small village, comes from the Arabic name Fatima. The legend says it derives from a local Moorish princess named Fatima, who, following her capture by Catholic forces during the Islamic occupation of the Portuguese territory, was betrothed to Goncalo Hermiguez, or the Count of Orim, and converted to Catholicism, and was baptized before marrying the Count in 1158. 1158, that doesn't line up with her date of death and birth, so I'm not sure 100% what they're meaning by the 1605 to 6, the 605 to 632. But anyway, this Moorish Islamic princess who was named Fatima. Oh no, hold on. I'm sorry. This is this is the actual. Um, this is the This is a whole other story here. Okay, the town Fatima. This was another Fatima we're in reference to. She was Islamic. She was a princess. She was captured by the Catholic forces during the Islamic occupation. She was betrothed to this Count of Orim and then converted to Catholicism and was baptized before marrying the Count in 1158. Huh. So again, we see this breaching of the, this, this uh, bridge between a Islamic princess converting to Catholicism. You're going to see a lot more of that. We have to have a one world religion somewhere, and there's going to be a lot of things leading up to that. I just thought this was interesting, because they're so interested with this third secret of Fatima. Now, between May and October of 1917, three shepherd children, 
Lucia Santos and her cousins, Jacinta and Francisco Marto, reported visions of the Virgin Mary very close to Fatima. This is one of the first Marian apparitions that there was. Uh, They had this experience on the 13th day, you know, lucky 13, 13th day, 13th number of rebellion, of each month at approximately the same hour. 13th day, I wonder if it's the 13th hour. But anyway, Lucia described seeing Mary as, quote, brighter than the sun, shedding rays of light, clearer and stronger than crystal glass, filled with the most sparkling water and pierced by the burning rays of the sun. See, Satan's very good at what he does. Satan can appear as an angel of light, and usually that's how he wants to you to perceive him. He wants you to perceive him as good. And this is exactly what we're getting here. These three Catholic shepherd children were totally duped from the beginning. And then you've got millions of Catholics buying into this garbage ever since. And it becoming a central doctrine of the Roman Catholic Church. An end-time prophecy. Yeah, I'm going to definitely put my stock in that. I definitely want to really point people to that and use that as a a base for my theology of end-time theology. But, again, that's what Tom Horn's doing. Now, just so you know, I put a link here to the book, that's actually a comic called The Prophet by Chick Publications. And in it, you'll learn how the papacy helped to start Islam. Did you know the Catholic Church helped to start Islam? Only to have their new daughter rebel against her. You'll understand the Arab place in Bible prophecy. Muslims have been saved by reading this book. It's 32 pages. I give you the link to that book. I also give you the link to the track from Chick entitled, Why is Mary Crying? The real Mary. The real mother of Jesus. Who's up in heaven. Not down here on earth giving everyone apparitions. And telling people to pray to her and worship her and adore her. And that she's the co-redemptrix. You gotta get saved through her and Jesus. No, she's that's not the Jesus. That's not the Mary of the Bible. She would never say that. Mary and Joseph took a sin offering in the Bible, and it gets into that Bible verse where they did that. So if she was in, born in sinless perfection, like the Catholics claim, then why did she have to take a sin offering to the temple? Because she was a sinner, just like the rest of us. Yes, was she blessed of all women? Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Mother of Jesus Christ. But you're not supposed to worship her and pray to her have statues of her outside of your thing. You're not supposed to bow yourself down into idols, the second commandment. Oh, sorry, the Catholic Church removed that commandment. Did you know that? Yeah, they kind of removed that one. They split the, I think, the tenth commandment into two, and they removed the second about bowing down to idols. That was real convenient for them because they wouldn't want to kill their their, their idol industry. They make millions and millions of dollars every year off all those idols they have, all those cursed objects they sell to their to their people and all those little medallions and garbage that they're, People wear and bring in, and they bring in all these cursed objects, which is what they are. They have got a nice big demon attached to them, and then you either wear them or you have them in your house or you have them in your front lawn. So there's there's a nice big um, demonic curse on you that's going to blind you, and that's what they want to keep you in darkness and in blindness. You got any of that stuff? You need to get rid of it. And then the other track called "Are Roman Catholics Christians?" Okay, I think I'm going to stop here. And go to the final part. I hope I can get all this in. i got about five more pages to go. So, God bless you, and we'll see you in part four.